Welcome to episode 90 of the Recovery Show. We are friends and family members of alcoholics and addicts who have found a path to serenity and happiness. We who live or have lived with a seemingly hopeless problem of addiction understand as perhaps few others can. So much depends on our own attitudes and we believe that changed attitudes can aid recovery. Has someone brought their different political or social opinions into a meeting? How did that feel for you? Or even outside of meetings, can an opinion of another person disturb you? Today, we are going to talk about Tradition 10, which says the Alanon family groups have no opinion on outside issues. Hence, our name ought never be drawn into public controversy. In German, that is, the Alanon Familiengruppen nehmen zu Fragen außerhalb ihrer Gemeinschaft nicht Stellung. Folglich sollte unser Name nie in öffentliche Auseinandersetzung hineingezogen werden. Before we begin, we would like to state that soon we are in a recovery show, maybe in a 12-step program. We represent ourselves rather than the program. During this show, we will share our own experiences as they relate to the topic of Tradition 10. The opinions expressed here are strictly those of the person who gave them. Take what you like and leave the rest. We hope that you will find something in our sharing that speaks to your life. My name is Ruth and I will be your host today. Joining me is co-host Spencer. How are you today, Spencer? I'm doing well, thank you. Okay. The first segment of today's episode of The Recover Show will be our discussion of the topic Tradition 10. Following a short break, we will talk about our lives and recovery, about what's happening in the meetings we attend and in our lives. We will follow that with our, your email or voice contribution and some brief news about the podcast before closing. Spencer, we have a reading for today. May you read it? Yes, this is from uh, our Elanon Daily Reader, Courage to Change. Uh, it's page 52, February 21st. Thanks to Elanon's traditions, I am able to have a sponsor whose politics are abhorrent to me. Although we totally disagree on other issues, this person has helped me learn valuable lessons about serenity, courage, and wisdom. If I had insisted on a sponsor with political views exactly like my own, I would have missed out on an extraordinarily rich and beneficial relationship. I think that the spirit of the Tenth Tradition has made this possible. It states that the Al-Anon family groups have no opinion on outside issues, hence our name ought never be drawn into public controversy. At the group level, this means that I can go to a meeting and know that I won't be recruited for any particular cause. As a group, we have a single purpose, to support one another as we recover from the effects of alcoholism. But on a personal level, this tradition allows me to establish a valuable relationship with a person who, under less supportive conditions, I might have been hard-pressed to treat with civility. Thank you, Spencer. For me, uh, tradition me, uh, Tan says, um, Alanon has no opinion on outside um, things, but have you experienced that outside things brought into a meeting? You know, I was I was thinking about that, and I'm sure it has happened. Um, but I think that when it happened, I guess I had sort of enough experience to know that um, I needed to just let go of what a person might have said. 
I guess, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, in one of my meetings, there was for a while a person who was coming to that meeting who had uh, very particular religious views. And in this person's sharing, um, and this person was talking about relationships uh, in his life and how the person with whom he was having the relationship sort of talking about how that person measured up to his uh, particular religious views. And I know it made me uncomfortable. And I think I remember at one point, actually, um, another member spoke up and said, would you please not say your specific religious views when you're sharing in this meeting? Uh, So it obviously was making other people uncomfortable as well. Um, I just tried to I, you know, my reaction at that point was to try to have compassion for that person, for where they were in their life and for, um, you know, how their upbringing, their, uh, understanding of, of the world and of religion, how that had affected them. And, and that was coming out very clearly in, in their shares, but it was, it was difficult for me. Uh, and I really appreciate it when, when other people, uh, you know, don't don't bring that sort of thing into a meeting. Uh, and I was thinking, you know, as 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 I actually as I was doing the reading, um, I was thinking about how this connects to. I think it's tradition five, which says our Al-Anon family groups have but one yep. purpose, and uh, and how tradition ten really follows on from that and say, well, we have one purpose, and we really in our meetings and as a group, we want to focus only on that purpose. Hmm. How about you? And for, yeah, I had, I had the same thought, you know, because it is um, why it is uh, the same that we shall not express an opinion as Alanon on outside issues which are not uh, concerning Alanon, and isn't it the same as bringing it in, you know? Yeah. And uh, I wonder during the reading, you know, how. Did this person know or knew that um, his sponsor is, um, uh, you know, from a very uh, different point of view or political uh, point of view, which Mm -hmm. I can only or should imagine should happen outside the meetings. And, you know, that when they are talking more personally, if it would be idle, then... uh, you shouldn't be aware of those things in the meeting, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I know that it's it, it was um, considered very uh, important by um, the founders. Uh, and, you know, our traditions are, are based on the uh, AA traditions. And it was mm-hmm. considered... They, they, and I'm going to read here from... Uh, the Alcoholics Anonymous long form of Tradition 10, as they call it. it, says, No AA group or member should ever, in such a way as to implicate AA, express any opinion on outside controversial issues, particularly those of politics, alcohol reform, or sectarian religion. The Alcoholics Anonymous groups oppose no one. Concerning such matters, they can express no views, whatever. And and I thought it was very interesting um, that they really explicitly call out alcohol reform in in that 
uh, tradition. And I think that at the time it was written, um, I don't really know what the, it was written in the early 50s, as I recall, the AA traditions. And I don't really know what the social um, context was, but clearly uh, alcohol reform must have still been considered to be uh, what we might call a hot button issue, mm. one that that people had very strong opinions on different sides of, and um, I think that saying that people and and it explicitly says any member of AA should not express this opinion in such a way that it sounds like it's coming from AA itself. Mm. You know that we can express our own opinions if we make it clear that they're our own opinions, but. And, and I think that AA didn't want to, um, Bill Wilson, who wrote the traditions, I think pretty much uh, didn't want to cause people to have a reason to say AA is not for me because yep. AA believes this thing that I don't believe. Um, I, I think I that's think where that came from. Me. Yeah, It's the same for Al-Anon. Exactly. You know, it is, I would... It would feel also too heavy for me, you know, saying I'm, I'm speaking for Al-Anon and um, this is my opinion to this or that. And then maybe I do a stupid thing or something, you know, yeah. which uh, just other people don't like. And then they think, ah, uh, oh, that is Al-Anon person and so we uh, can't go there. Yeah, it, it really, as as we study these traditions together and it's been... Uh, I know I've I've learned a lot uh, over the years, uh, over this year as we've been doing this. But I really am seeing more and more, and I think you've helped me to see in some cases how the traditions really overlap and interrelate with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you just talked about you know if you were to say something and somebody thought that you were speaking on behalf of Al-Anon and they didn't agree, then they would say, "Oh, well, that Al-Anon, it's not it's not for me because of that." And um, so I had, a, a friend of mine had an experience recently where, uh, and I've had this experience myself in the past, so I guess I shouldn't single out a single person here because where we expected, I expected, uh, that somebody and there's that word expectation, right? I expected that somebody in the program would, would respond in a certain way, maybe when I shared something, uh, and or would continue to relate to me in the same way as they had related to me in the past. And when that didn't happen, um, my friend and, and I in these different situations started to have this feeling like, well, this isn't so the way the program is supposed to work. You know, people who are in the program are supposed to uh, act in a certain way and, and, and then, of course, we recognize that people are people, but yeah. there's that emotional reaction. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm looking forward a little bit here uh, tradi- to Tradition 12, which talks about principles over personalities and that, that when we put too much weight or whatever, too much connection on a single person, too much reliance on a single person or set of people, rather than on the the principles of the program, we also can see the program as failing us. And I think that's in the same way that, um, you know, the principle is that 
we, if we're speaking on behalf of Al-Anon, don't express opinions on these outside issues. But sometimes people do. Um, mm. Lately, I had been uh, sent to an event for, um, I do not know how you are calling this uh, committee. We, it's like a public relation committee. Okay. We have an Al-Anon because we are interacting, of course, with uh, uh, with um, yeah, with people outside, with newspapers right. and and so on, right. and uh, so and we are a group of people because um, a service. Uh, this is a service uh, which um, has no one in filling it in at the moment. Mm -hmm. So there are more or less volunteers who are joining uh, together. And we are minimum uh, five people, uh -huh. sometimes more. Uh -huh. And so if you want to give something outside, uh, like an announcement for an event or so, we are talking to each other. And uh, so uh, we are reading the emails and expressing our opinion. So it is not a single person who is doing it. But I was sending to an event and um, this was about uh, self-supporting groups in my area. And um, they get some money from the government. Mm -hmm. And there's a crisis at the moment because uh, the government decided to shift uh, some of the money to more important projects than to the self-supporting um, or addiction-supporting groups. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there and I was thinking, so I'm in the wrong place because... and. I felt a little bit. I felt a little bit mean because I thought I'm so happy that Alanon does not have this problem, because mm -hmm. we do not get money, so it can't be uh, taken away from us. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I just uh, I introduced myself and uh, was saying that I'm here as a private person, but I I can give inputs and uh, what we are doing. And then I, I didn't say anything uh, in, in the further discussion mm -hmm. because it was all about money and how can volunteers be honored and so on. And I thought, oh, we don't have volunteers because we all help each other and we are helping each other by helping each other. So yeah. there's nobody who, who needs uh, to, to be honored or to be paid or reimbursed or whatever besides those things you get when you are travel and so on. And, um, but, so I decided that, that I cannot contribute to that discussion and I wouldn't mm -hmm. do that because it wouldn't be good, you know, even to say, I have nothing to say to that because we don't have that problem. And, um, yeah, I spent the evening listening to the, to the struggle of, of those groups. Yeah, and I, I was reminding myself, and I, I said that when I introduced that uh, we as Alanon, um, yeah, we, we don't express an opinion to those things. Right, right. And uh, it means that we maybe don't get support, but there there's Tradition 7 that says we don't get support mm. also. Um, and then we're not affected. And I think that's another... You know, it's another side of that, that if Elanon stood up and said, well, um, you know, we support, um, you know, uh, increased spending on uh, addiction recovery, 
which I think a lot of people in Al-Anon might, um, then uh, all of a sudden I think the Al-Anon groups would get sort of pulled into this. Um, at least I, you know, I don't know how it is in Germany, but in the in the U.S., um, I I started some years uh, some years ago. I started contributing to um, you know support of candidates that whose whose politics I agree with, and now I get so many emails from so many different groups, and it seems like. If I even sort of like touch the email from one group, all of a sudden I, all of a sudden I'm getting email from five new ones, uh, and after a while I just want to just throw them all in the trash. I mean, you know, I agree with these people, but when I'm getting an email three and four and five times a day mm. um, on one particular topic, it just it over it it overwhelms me, I, and I and I'm just like. Want to, as I say, I want to throw them all away. I don't want to respond to any of them uh, because it's just too much. And by, um, you know, it, 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 we don't, as, as Al-Anon, we don't get t- caught up in that sort of thing. And I think it would be really easy for um, a group uh, to, uh, mm. you know, get, get pulled into that and, and then um, get distracted from and that's tradition six, right? About um, having what problems of money, property, and prestige uh, divert us from our primary spiritual aim. Uh, and uh, you know, like I said, they, they all work together. Yeah. Uh, if if we follow tradition six and tradition ten, then that enables us to focus on our our primary aim and to not um, not. What am I trying to say here? I'm, I, I, I want to say push away. Push away is not exactly the right word here. That we, people would be not attracted because of of something that we said on some outs, uh, some mm-hmm. issue that has no relevance to us. And we could uh, bring trouble in. Maybe you say something, and then somebody uh, trying to put it uh, back to Alan on, you know, yeah. and and looking uh, for response or correction or whatever. Yeah, and maybe, maybe um, if if a, as a group we said something, or as an individual said something, like my Al-Anon group believes that whatever, mm. um, and maybe we're being hosted by a particular church where the view of that church is different from what that person said, um, we might lose our meeting place. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, that would that would uh, definitely hurt. Our ability to uh, uh, bring recovery to friends and family of mm. alcoholics, which is our primary aim. I can uh, just agree that I'm very happy about our tradition, and I uh, think they they serve the organization or the fellowship. Yeah. And I think that's a, a big difference, also, that we are not an organization in that way, but we are right. more follow fellowship with some organized parts in it. Yep. But, you know, the traditions, as we talked during uh, the last episodes about traditions, they are also um, a way, how, how does uh, this tradition give us an advice or a direction to, to deal with other people? How 
what yeah. does tradition ten means to your personal life absolutely um and uh, I think that for me, I apply this tradition in in my personal life in really in many parts of maybe in all parts of my life that when I'm together with a group of p- people for a particular purpose. Wow, there's a lot of P's in that, that sentence. Um, that if I stay focused on the purpose that we're together for, so for example, when I'm at work, um, our, my job uh, and, and the overall mission and goals of the organization that I work for um, have no connection to any particular politics to any particular uh, social program, really. Uh, definitely to any particular, um, you know, left or right or whatever um, word you want to use. And and so when I'm interacting with people at work, and politics is an outside issue, right? And we, it's not relevant to getting our job done who the president is, who our congressman is, what's happening in our local city politics. Uh, And so those don't come up in our discussions about work. Now, if we're, if I don't bring it up, I don't bring it up. And normally, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't tend to come up. And, and, Mm. and if somebody does bring it up, I don't respond. And this is Mm. how I can use that tradition to make my work environment more um, focused on the on the job that I'm there for, and also uh, to some extent less distracting. Um, and uh, mm. you know, if we're say having lunch, or maybe we go out for um, you know some social time after work, then we might talk about these things. Um, and and you know, things come up. Things come up in the work arena. In the in the in the workspace that are not about work, uh, and particularly um, thinking about right now uh, sports, because uh, the I, I live in a college town, and the college football season in the U.S. and this is American football, not what the rest of you call football. Um, that has just started. Um, the local team has been not doing well, uh, and there are some people in the workplace who are supportive of other teams that are, you know, rivals for the local team. Uh, so there's a little bit of friendly conversation about that. Uh, and I think that could get distracting. It hasn't. It hasn't caused problems because um, it's, you know, sports in general is not such a, um, it's not life or death. It's not about, am I going to have enough food to eat and a roof over my head, which politics can sometimes seem that way for people. Sports is, is a distraction, but, uh, and there, there's also a, a number of, um, fans of, of what we call soccer and, and the mm. rest of the world calls football. Um, <laughs> it's very, very confusing. There's a number because we have, we have a lot of, uh, people who are, are not U S citizens, uh, or in the case of, of one of my coworkers, his father was English, uh, from and and so he's a big supporter of a particular uh, English uh, football team, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and you know and so these discussions happen, but um, mm. they happen at a level that doesn't distract us from what we're getting done. 
Um, yeah, you know. but let, I want to point on, on something. You know, what, what you're talking about reminds me a little bit on Tradition 5, you know, where we are mm-hmm. uh, aim on our main purpose. Yeah. But the thing for me, which I think is, um, for me, Tradition 10 is a very practical thing. And if I... <laughs> um, would make it uh, short, then I would say um, not <laughs> not really shut up, but, you know, keep your opinion for yourself. Yeah. For things yeah. which are not really important. Do I have yeah. to, to say the small itchy things? Or can I, can I let people do the things like they want, you know, like, uh, mm. you know, they're very small things, like how... People are doing uh, their way, but you always did it that way and you think it's the correct way. And it is this mind your own business that is a little more, a bit more tradition hand for me. You know, if I, yeah. uh, I think the traditions as steps have also a decent order. And mm-hmm. when we understood that, that we are having one purpose that doesn't mean that we can live it. And Tradition 10 is saying, do not express your opinion where it is not needed and where it is yeah. just disturbing. That's, that's, you know, that's a really good point. And, and again, um, that, that is something that I sometimes have difficulty applying, uh, particularly in the work context. And I don't know, I, I bring up work a lot, I think, because I spend a lot of my waking hours at work, right? And it's where I have a lot of, uh, have interactions with other people that that are um, have an effect. You know, I have interactions with a lot of people outside of work, but most of those are are casual and social, and so there's not um, much um, impact of of those interactions. But at work, if if I'm in a meeting uh, or a group and we're talking about a particular piece of work, uh, and it's you know, so there's two things there. One is to keep focused on the, the work we're talking about, but the other is for me to understand which part of what we're talking about is mine um, and which part is not mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, and to maybe at times express my opinion um, if I feel I have something meaningful to contribute, uh, I can express that. But if it's not, if if the out the eventual thing to be done or that's hap- being done is not mine directly to do. Um, you're right. Once I've expressed that or not expressed that, um, then I have to you know, let go of, of the outcome because that's not mine. And I need to focus on the things that are mine. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. really easy for me, and I think this is another side of this, it's really easy for me to get distracted from what's mine because I think I have something really important to say about something that's not mine. Uh, because you always know better. <laughs> ah, I always, know better. Always. <laughs> if people like, you know, all people would uh, just do what I think is best, then yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> so how other ways have you used um, this tradition um, in your in your personal life, for me, is uh, very important. What I learned is that 
other people's opinions are just their opinions and so they have a right to have an opinion and express it. I think I, I already talked uh, about uh, the difficult relation I have with my father. Mm-hmm. And he sometimes, what he says is really disturbing me. And um, I needed um, a long time to, to get along with it. People said, ah, don't listen, just let it flow through your head, or I don't know what your impression is. And, um, and I couldn't, because those things were so upsetting. He is someone who, who likes to look at the negative things. Mm. He's always uh, thinking there's a secret society behind it, that mm. the world will crash, and uh, that there are a lot of odd people. And when I think on a work, uh, world like this, and then I'm, I'm feeling fear inside and, mm. and getting upset. And, and so I always want to stop him talking. And I, we had a lot of arguments in, in the past. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was, you know, like a spiritual awakening, a small one. And I thought, it is his opinion. It doesn't mean anything. The world doesn't change it when he is talking about it. And I was wondering why this was so difficult for me. And I think uh, because I, I haven't changed the perspective I had as a child. When I was a child, what my father said was very important for me. It changed my life. But it don't anymore, you know. When when he is yeah. deciding to, to do something or to look at the world as if only bad things are happening and all people are bad and whatever, it does not have to affect me. And uh, sometimes it is still, I think, in us is in us. But mostly I can just uh, now sit with him on a table and uh, not really listen to what he's saying, but let him talk, express his opinion. Yeah. Because it don't hurt me. Those are just words. Words can hurt. Yeah. But if somebody is talking about a, a general um, you know, view about things, that doesn't hurt me. And I, I can let it be. And since then, believe it or not, our Sundays, <laughs> uh, lunch meetings are much more pleasant. I'm, sh- I'm, sure, I'm sure they are. I do believe it. And such a relief for me. You know, again, it is not for him. It is for me and my well-being. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of other things, you know. I, I can, it's more that I... Um, one of my favorite Alanon slogans is live and let live. You know, he can express his opinion as other people too. And I can decide, as I know how distracting it can be, I can keep my opinion to myself. It doesn't, if it doesn't uh, support the situation or contribute to it in a constructive way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is, that's the way that I tend to to um, interact with people when, as I say, when we're, we're together for whatever purpose. Um, and I, if I know that somebody disagrees with me and that if we start talking about a particular subject that um, it will just sort of poison, poison the uh, occasion uh, that we will get, 
confrontational and and stir up the controversy and and get emotional and angry and it's it's not what I'm there for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so I can make that decision to say I'm uh, I disagree with this person. I know I disagree with this person because we have must have talked about it at some time and or I've, at least that person has talked about it. Uh, and I can make a choice. And and there's another slogan, how important is it? Mm. Uh, is it important to me that I express my opinion, which might piss this person off? Maybe I know it will because it's happened in the past. Uh, is that important to me to do that right now? Or is something else more important? And I think this... This understanding that we have choices, that I have choices, uh, and that that I can make those choices based on an understanding of of outcomes that will will or will probably occur, or that if I go make a particular choice, it may take me away from potentially take me away from an outcome that I'm desire, desiring. Then I can make that choice. Um, mm. I, I think it is also again not black and white but you know it is not always we are not always or I'm not always called to be the one who tells the truth and you know what is my understanding of the truth Yeah, and I think sometimes it is important to speak up and tradition 10 don't really say, uh, don't say anything or shut up, but think <laughs> if it's really your issue. It is on you. Does yeah. it concern you? Is it yours to talk about? Or it is just, or you are just meddling into, into things uh, you don't have to. Yeah, and you keep reminding me about that aspect of it. Because the things that I'm thinking about that, in my examples, they're not, uh, not usually mine. They're just something that that I hold, uh, you know, an opinion that I hold. It's not, but it's not about my issue. Um, and I think, I think, when it is something that's mine, and and if I'm speaking on behalf of myself, uh, and it's it's somehow relevant, then I think the and the other sort of flip side here is that I probably. Um, should say something uh, if it's you know if it's something that's really mine to 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 own, um, and if somebody is um, attacking it, I guess is a word. Um, then maybe I I am encouraged in in the in the opposite choice to actually speak up and say no. This is something that's important, and this is this is not an outside issue for me. This is mm-hmm. something that's really um, uh, something that that affects my life, affects the or affects the life of of my family or something that, mm-hmm. and 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 so tradition ten helps me to by asking is this sort of a core issue or is this an outside issue? Is this and is this an issue that is important in this situation? Not only it's it's. Because there's, a, there's two ways it could be outside, right? One is it's not mine. Um, and the other is that in the situation I'm in, yes, it's mine, but it's not relevant. 
and so this tradition sort of encourages me maybe to ask those two questions. Is it mine? Is it relevant to where we are right now? Because again, if I come back to work, I mean, I have a whole bunch of concerns sort of all the time, the things that that need to get done, things that need to get fixed, things that aren't, that somebody else needs to fix, things that I need to fix. But usually when I'm meeting with somebody to talk about something, we're talking about one particular thing. And, and all these other things that are on my mind are not relevant to that one thing. And, and if I say, if we're talking about, um, uh, I don't know, we're talking about what, what to have for lunch, which is not a work thing, but okay. Uh, I don't bring up um, the fact that um, we, have, we don't have any place where I can go take a nap in the afternoon. Okay, I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, not, it's not the kind of thing we talk about at work. I'm trying to make it so, something understandable yeah. here, you know? It's just coming it, on, something on my mind, you know? It is, um, uh, my colleague is smoking and I'm not. Yeah. And I, I think it is really unhealthy. And don't ask me how many times during the day, especially when he is coming back from his smoking break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I can sense it when he is coming through the door. Yeah. But it is not really strong. I, I can just smell it and it is okay. How many times I've bit my lips because I had a very funny quote on my lips, you know, mm -hmm. something very, you know, <laughs> and I think it would be best, uh, or you could be look better, be more healthy, your life would be improved. A lot of good advices yes. I have, especially because yes. I've smoked myself, and I really know what I'm talking about, and I know how how good it is when, when you quit. And I'm, I have to say I'm a little bit proud of myself yeah. that I haven't said one thing once. And that's a very good example for me. Yeah. You know, I like my colleague. We are working very good together. And this is really unnecessary. He's an adult man and he can take for him, uh, take yeah. care for himself, you know. Yeah. And, now, uh, yeah, why do I have to say it? No. And I think he would be yeah. just upset and he would be right yeah. to because yeah. it's not my issue. Yeah. When he would start smoking in our room, then, of course, I yes. would say something. <laughs> and it wouldn't be, you know, I'm concerned about your health. I would say, get the hell out of here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah. That's, that's a really good example. Um, and, yeah, I have, I have coworkers who smoke. And, and sometimes they come back in from their, their smoking break and uh, just like this cigarette smoke aroma just like washes over me uh, I'm uh, but I don't I mean they know that they smell like cigarette smoke I don't need to tell them that uh, mm. maybe they don't know how strongly I smell it but um, how important it's not gonna is it? it's not gonna make a difference mm. okay yeah. um, maybe I mean maybe they they'll take off their coat and hang it up in in the closet uh, instead of draping it on their chair that that might happen um or it might not um but it's yeah how important is it uh you know and and I was say as you were talking about your colleague I was thinking now if if and and I certainly have colleagues who smoke as I said and and I basically you know I don't I don't say anything uh because you know, it's their business. 
now, if if one of them came to me and said, "Man, I'm trying to quit smoking and I'm really having a lot of trouble with it," um, you know, then that would open it for me to say something encouraging or uh, whatever. Mm. Um, you know, wow, I'm you know I'm glad you're 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 taking this step. I've been you know concerned about your health or whatever, and I'm glad you're doing it. Uh, like uh, encouraging uh, people in the right way. Yeah. As yeah. we have also in our traditional steps. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um. That's uh, with uh, a lot of other things. And, you know, I'm, I'm going by bicycle uh, to work and yeah. I think it is the right thing to do. And I could tell every car driver every morning, but I don't. There's so many things. And, and I think what, what's really important, you are making your own life difficult. If it's really impacting you and you have to take care for yourself and you have to say set boundaries, then you can say something. But not because you think you can better the world or because I think I could do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any closing or final thoughts in regard to step 10? Tradition 10? Um, yeah, tradition 10, right. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, we've, I've said it before, but um, in my personal life, um, Tradition 10 uh, reminds me to keep the focus on myself um, and to ask that question, how important is it, uh, before I open my mouth. Uh, and maybe the answer is yes, it is that important. Uh, but it, it if I never ask myself that question, if I just open my mouth and, and blurt out whatever's at the front of my mind, uh, well, I've done that. And, and sometimes it's okay, and a lot of the times it's, it doesn't have a happy outcome for me. Okay. So we have another reading here. This is today's reminder from uh, the February 21st reading, Encouraged to Change, that we opened with. Today, I can be more tolerant of other views as I learn to take what I like and leave the rest. I don't have to let outside issues distract me from my primary spiritual goal. I'll keep the doors open, for I never know where I might find help. So, Ruth, I know you picked, uh, picked some songs to go with this topic. You want to tell us about one of them? Yeah, first thing, uh, first song I picked is, um, it's, uh, I have to find it. Um, I'm looking for... <laughs> it's different pulses. Yeah, it's different pulses, yes. And uh, the lyrics say, I try to push the colors through a prism back to white, to sink our different pulses into a blinding light. And if love is not the key, if love is not a key, I hope that I can find a place where it could be. And um, I think you will uh, post um, uh, the link to it. The song speaks to me because he's talking about that he wants to, to make it all the same in one blinding light. And that is his idea of a solution. And he said... If love is not a key, and I think love is a key, what is not only love, but also respect and uh, the common feeling and a fellowship as we have in Al-Anon. 
and then you you can accept people with different colors, which I mean not skin colors, yeah. but a variety of people. And then, yeah, you you can feel all right at this place. And I hope that I can find a place where it could be. And I think often is Alanon this place where where you can find it when people live tradition tan and accept each other. We will continue with our lives in recovery, where we talk about the meetings we attend and what is happening in our lives. Will you start, Spencer? Yeah, okay. I'm trying to think. I must have talked about this. Yeah, I talked about it briefly last week. And last week was the, I'm taking care of myself. Here's a short episode episode, right? Uh, so last weekend, um, I went to uh, a retreat uh, with the men from my church. And it was an opportunity to spend some time not having to focus on uh, the stuff that I, I do focus on in my daily life, in particular, particularly to not have to think about uh, work, because work has been um, very consuming uh, over the last year or so. And I, uh, you know, I told the people at work, I'm going to be away. I'm going to be in a place where I have basically no internet connectivity. And I will probably have my phone turned off. So here are the things that might happen, and you're on your own. <laughs> and uh, and and it felt it felt good to be able to do that. And I really, I don't think that I could have done that with that um, sort of degree of serenity that I had doing it, and joy really uh, to be able to say. I'm going and I'm not thinking about work and don't call me. Uh, if things are really desperate, you can send me a text message and I might respond. Uh, but um, and this is not what I'm, I'm going to be doing. And, and, and learning to be able to say that, to be able to say, this is important to my life and I need to focus here today, this weekend, last weekend. Uh, and... And I did turn my phone on a few times. Um, my wife was out of town, and so uh, I, we tried to uh, have at least one phone call each day. Uh, and I think actually the first two days we just left voicemails for each other because she was also um, busy where she was. Uh, but other than that, I would turn on my phone and I would look at it and it would say, you have 79 emails and so many Facebook notifications. And I would say, well, that's interesting. I'll look at those when the weekend is done. Because, again, that would distract me from the aim, the primary spiritual aim of, of, of the retreat. Um, and it, there was, it was a, uh, an interesting thing. It came up uh, in my meeting yesterday. We were talking about um, well we, we're this is the meeting where once a month we we talk about one or two questions out of the fourth step workbook and so we we're finishing up the section on intimacy and the question was something about 
Um, how do your actions show the value of close relationships? And I thought about something that had happened at the retreat where um, as part of what we did, we had um, a small group. We would break up into small groups of about eight or nine people that met several times throughout. And there was sort of a little bit, there was a curriculum that we followed um, in each of our meetings to um, uh, sort of uh, investigate, uh, talk about, share our uh, experience, our feelings, um, our understanding of of the the things that we were talking about in in the, the sort of the overall goal of the retreat, and at the end of that time, uh, at the end of our our last meeting of our our small group, we were supposed to do um, I forget exactly what they called it, but we were supposed to each compliment uh, the person who was sitting to our left, and. And that that I, I that was a little difficult for me because the person sitting to my left was somebody that I had just met that weekend. So the only things that I knew about him pretty much were the things that he had said in our our little group meetings. I didn't really interact with him much during the rest of the retreat. Um, and uh, you know, so I had to think. I had to think about what what had he said, what had struck me about what he said, the way he said it, the way it said something about his life experience. Uh, and, and I was able to say something that I thought, um, you know, captured some of, of what I understood about this person uh, from, from what he'd shared during, during our time. And then it came time for the person sitting to my right to, to say something to me. And one of the things he said, and I think the central thing that he said, at least this is the thing that stands out in my memory, was he said, it's clear that you really care about people. And I thought, sometimes too much. <laughs> That's why I'm in Al-Anon. Uh, but what I don't know, and I'm really curious, and I should probably ask him if he can express sort of what what he saw in my words and actions during that time that that caused him or led him to to say this you know because uh, in answer to that question in the in the blueprint in the workbook I don't really know what it was that made it clear to him that I value close relationships that I care about people uh, obviously there is something I'm doing. Uh, so that was, that was an interesting, an interesting experience that I'm doing something that somebody else sees in this way. And I'm not sure what it was. Uh, mm. it, uh, yeah. So, um, I think that's the, the main thing that, uh, I mean, things that, that I think about when, when I, when I think about the week, I did have, uh, um, I'm still, still recovering from the cold I had it. As you can tell, I'm much better. Uh, but I'm still having to uh, to take care of my and oh yeah, taking care of myself. My goodness, this was the week of medical professionals for me. Um, on on Tuesday, I went to my dentist for my regular checkup. Um, on Wednesday, I went to a specialist dentist on a referral from my dentist for something that she's been wanting me to be seen for over a year, and I finally went. Uh, and discovered that it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be, which is good. Um, I mean, it, it was an evaluation, so I have to go back for the actual work. But um, 
it's it's not as big as I, I was afraid it was going to be. And that that's one of the things that keeps me from taking care of myself in that way is that um, if I need to have something done, I can really build it up in my head like it's going to be this horrible thing. And it, you know, it turns out it's not going to be very mm-hmm. huge. That's good. Um, Thursday, well, Friday I had my annual uh, physical exam with my doctor. And so Thursday I went and, and had them take blood so they could do the um, the blood various numbers that they want to have about cholesterol and all that stuff um, before uh, my appointment with a doctor so that we could talk about it then rather than having to have some kind of follow-up if something came up in one of them. And something did come up in one of them. And, and uh, uh, you know, one number was up a little. And so they did another test and said, yeah, okay, um, uh, this is probably pretty much from the fact that you need to lose some weight. And I said, yeah, I, I know I need to lose some weight. So... Uh, taking care of myself has lots of components here. <laughs> Thanks. That's my week. Okay. How about yours? Thank you, Spencer. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to giggle a little, little bit with a, a dentist because I also have some issues <laughs> at the moment. And uh, I, I'm i going to a dentist and his wife dentist. Uh, you know, they are having their doing their business in the same rooms mm-hmm. and uh, she um, did a training on to some narcotics which I do not know how it's called but you are you are getting we call it laughing gas oh yeah I do not know mm-hmm. and I I was very looking forward to to use this sometimes and now I, I will have a tooth extraction and I Ooh. said yes <laughs> this is a time where I don't have to die in a chair yeah and um my dentist he is specialized on people with with fear, dentist oh, okay. panic, yeah. and um, so and I thought, yeah, now is the time because even though I don't feel it, I hear it and yes. I smell it, and yes. which is you know they are always asking me, do I have pain? Do I have pain? And I said, no, <laughs> but you know, still dying. And I thought, yeah, that's the opportunity to use that. Yeah, and. Uh, and then he said, you know what, my wife and I, we are not working very good together. Oh, no. <laughs> and it could last longer if you are doing this narcotics and so on. And so I said, okay, I trust you. <laughs> and so I'm I'm doing it without uh, this kind of narcotics where mm-hmm. I thought maybe uh, it would just blow me away and I wake up and everything is done. But now I am going uh, through this again. Yeah. But we know each other since some years now, and uh, I have good experience with him, and, and so I'm trying to trust him, and I'm very happy that I'm not uh, in next week's episode, because I'm not an expert in trust. <laughs> and besides that, we have something, uh, a very nice autumn here, very nice weather, sunny, warm during uh. the day. Uh, a little bit cooler uh, during the night, which I love because then, you know, you can enjoy the day, not so much sweating. And so I did a day trip with a friend of mine uh-huh. and to a small city nearby, which has a small harbor and very old houses. And we had a very good lunch there in a restaurant. And uh, sometimes I don't think that I I get really enough for my money. You know, sometimes they are just expensive, but 
uh, you don't really get, you don't get yeah. the value. But this time, food was very good. Weather was perfect. Company was great. She's also in a program, so we can talk in a. We have the same language to talk about things. Yeah. And uh, she told me that I can explain things very good. I sometimes explain her some IT things or others. And mm -hmm. I think, hmm, good to know, because I always struggle, you know, when doing inventory, uh, what are your good assets? And so I, I noticed this down and uh, it's always good to hear it. So I can understand when you say you want to know why <laughs> uh, uh, this person said this. Then I shortly mentioned I uh, took part in this public relation committee. Yeah. And then I took a day off uh, because I, I had, had to go to the dentist and some people from the company of my apartment came to fix something and so I couldn't go to work. And then on Friday, uh, 3rd of October, it's a big German holiday, you know, the reunion day. So we had uh, oh. off anyways. And so I get a little bit mixed up with, uh, with time and yeah. I, I missed my, my home group. Oh. And uh, to be honest, I, uh, my, my phone reminded me in time, but I really didn't want it to go. And so I didn't. And after that, uh, yesterday I said, no, that wasn't good. So I think I, I should go to the Saturday meeting, mm -hmm. which is uh, in the AA office. Uh -huh. I would call it where, where they have the telephone and so for this area. And um, when I went in, there were some people sitting and they're saying, is this the Alanon meeting? And they said, no, this meeting isn't here since oh, a while. Oh. And I said, ah, okay. And uh, when I was uh, turning, going out, they said, wait, wait. And we just decided we make an open AA meeting so you oh. can join. Well, that was, that was very, very uh, supportive of them. Yes, I thought so too and was very happy. You know, I, I was, of course, I, I thought it's my fault. I haven't checked and, and so on. And um, yeah, it was a very good meeting. And um, and there was a, a young guy from the US sitting there. He, di he didn't understand German. but And that's what I, you know, what I always uh, think is so great. You can go in a meeting and participate and get something out of it, even if you do not understand the language. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and we were reading from the big book, which I also have and, and know. So, uh, and again, no surprise for me, uh, you can share about the same things. It was, um, can't remember, uh, I think it's from chapter five and, uh, it was about acceptance, mm -hmm. and we could all share about it. And they were they were very welcoming, and say uh, the share told me that I can share too, mm -hmm. because sometimes it is not allowed for right. Alanons uh, to to share in AA meetings. Right. And uh, but another a friend said yes that she is always upset when it is not allowed. And so, yeah, I, I, I felt very welcomed. And uh, this uh, uh, meeting was so special for me that I, I thought it somehow my higher power worked for me to send yeah. me there. 
And I directed uh, this young guy because I said maybe he's not at home here. Or I do not know how long he is staying here, but I directed him to Mark's podcast. And I said, mm. if you need some recovery in your ear, you may listen to that. And uh, he noted down, and maybe he will listen and, and have some uh, have another resource to in his language. Yeah, passing on um, the message. Yeah. <laughs> And for me, you know, I, I I think I feel close to all a twelve step program uh, fellows. So yeah, uh, it's a it's the same lang language, and uh, we have. Uh, I know there's, uh, and I understand why we do not have uh, all people in the same meetings and so on. But for me personally, I, I feel a connection there. Then I had a very bad day at work, I would say. Mm. I had kind of panic attack. Mm. Uh, in my, my second month, I, you know, I wanted to do everything perfect and yeah. uh, had to notice that I can't. It is like, you know, um, I'm, I am if still my, my old profession, I would say, but in a new field, and I always have to get some knowledge and and the certain branch I'm working in. And of course, I thought that I could do that in the second month perfectly, of course. Yeah. And uh, I had to realize I couldn't. And I, I was sitting at my desk, I, I was getting this panic attack. Hmm. And I really having the urge to do something, you know, talking to colleagues, doing some things, uh, ensuring then that I will come and work all the hours I can to make this happen. And, you know, I, I was going to, to run around and, and say stupid things mm. <laughs> and, and confuse people. And then I said, no, just, you know, stay at your desk and uh, be calm. Don't say anything. Just pray and this will pass, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and reminding myself that, you know, as uh my my wish to do that is if i i was just using uh a typing software and now i w i want to program it from one day of another mm -hmm. it won't work and mm -hmm. it's not my profession but yeah you know i i get very good feedback uh and 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 so again my my old habits uh kicking in they don't know what i really do and once i find out it will be really bad Or maybe they are right, and now I have to work harder just to uh, achieve those uh, expectations. Yeah. And um, even so, and for me, it is uh, sometimes, um, how shall I say, I'm somehow surprised that I, I can still fall into these holes. But what I also notice that now I, I can use my tools better. I have this feeling, I, I felt this panic and, and was uh, really paralyzed for, for some minutes, but I didn't run around and make things really bad, you know. Nobody mm -hmm. will notice <laughs> mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, what's going on. And what I also did, I, I told my colleague, you know, I said, I, I expressed my feelings, making myself vulnerable, mm -hmm. also another, you know, training and yes. trust and... And then I could see that I'm, I'm making progress. I'm growing. 
slowly, but I do. And this uh, encourages me to, yeah, to proceed. And I'm, I'm, and again, I'm very grateful. And I for the program, and I don't want to imagine where I would be without it. And yeah, really. I notice that there's there still a lot to learn, but yeah, I'm. I can see by my progress, and I'm very grateful for that. So, that <laughs> was my week. Thank you. Ah, okay, so as I, I mentioned, by the way, our, next, um, our topic next week will be trust. We welcome your thoughts. You can join the conversation. Please leave a, a voicemail or send us an email with your experience or questions about trust. How do you know you can trust someone? When do you have trouble trusting? Do you have a higher power you can trust? Can you trust yourself? Can others trust you? Spencer, how can people send us feedback? You can call and leave us a voicemail uh, at 734 707-8795. Call right now. 734-707-8795. You can also use the voicemail button on the website to join the conversation from your computer. It's probably preferable if you're outside of the U.S. Uh, and you don't get international dialing issues. And if you prefer not to use your voice, you can send email to feedback at com. We'd love to hear from you. Share your experience, strength, and hope or your questions about today's topic of Tradition 10 or next week's topic of trust. Um, we also have some upcoming topics. Uh, we're going to talk uh, about triggers. We're going to talk about um, enabling versus or, or caretaking versus healthy support um, and, uh, and some other topics. I'll, I'll have those posted on the website uh, at therecoveryshow.com slash 90. And if you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, let us know. Ruth, where can our listeners find out more about The Recovery Show? Our website, therecoveryshow.com, has all the information about the show, including notes for each episode and links to the music we choose for each episode. We have also got some links to other recovery podcasts and websites that we like. There are many ways to contribute to the content of the podcast and the website. You can leave comments on the blog, or you can take a look at the suggested topic list. Let us know topics you would like to talk about. We are always looking for music suggestions and have a page with just a few we have received so far. Just hop over to therecoveryshow.com and enter the conversation there. If you really like to join the conversation, literally consider being a guest host by phone, Skype, or Google Hangout, email feedback at therecoveryshow.com if you're interested. Yeah, just like, uh, just like you're doing today, yes. Yes, and I really recommend it. And I enjoyed last episode. Uh, where you're talking alone, and the one before where you were talking with Mara. And I think it's a great opportunity, even though I'm always very nervous. I really recommend it. Thank you. So, uh, 
Yeah, we're going to take a short break before we uh, dive into our mailbag. And uh, what's our second musical selection that, that is available on the website, Ruth? Yeah, I found a song which I really like. It is uh, called Different People by No Doubt. And the lyrics say some of it, um, the sky is full of clouds and my world is full of people, all different kinds with different ways. It would, it would take a lifetime to explain not one exactly the same. He and she, two different people with two separate lives. Then you put the two together and get the a spectacular surprise. Because one can teach the other one what she doesn't know, while still the other fills a place inside. He never knew had room to grow, grow, grow. And I like the music very much because I think it is, yeah, good old scar, which mm -hmm. I like very much. Um, so, what have we got in the mailbag this week? What we have um, is we have uh, several voicemails from Akila. She called in as she was listening to the episode about intimacy. Uh, the first, the first call was uh, she said, uh, "You can see I'm like three minutes in, uh, but I just had to comment, uh, and uh, I really appreciate uh, the enthusiasm and." Um, that uh, you know, she calls right when she has the thought, and and I think mm. uh, sometimes we say, "Oh yeah, wow, that was." I need to I need to say something. You know, I would really like to say something about that, and then you know, keep on listening and forget. Uh, and yeah. uh, I know that happens to me. I, I, mm. I listened to uh, uh, Mark's Recovered podcast the other day, and I thought, "Oh yeah, that I that's really important. I should I should call him and and you know, give him my." And then I get to the end and I forget I was going to call. I was always wondering why why you were saying call uh, call in right now, and I thought, how dare I? I, I wouldn't take on pause when I'm listening, but <laughs> you can, and then you can, uh, yeah, talk and uh, uh, put on uh, play later on. Yeah, so let's listen. Hey, Spencer and Mara, this is Akila. I was listening to the intimacy episode. I just started it, but I had to call after hearing Mara's. Um, definition of intimacy so you can see I'm like three minutes in but I just wanted to say that whole thing about knowing ourselves as soon as she said it, I was like yes I hadn't even thought of it but I know for me once I got through especially the step where I really the fourth and fifth step where I really started to see all of myself that's when I believe my relationships with other people got better but it was it was like this whole thing where I I wasn't looking inside. I was always looking outward, and that's what the obsession with other people and with what they were doing was. It was keeping me from knowing myself and getting to know myself. So I just wanted to call in right away while I was still thinking about it and just say, yes, I told you get that, and thank you both so much for the episode. Thanks. Hey, Spencer, it's Akila. I was listening to – I'm still listening to the Intimacy episode, and you were just talking about – um get into relationships and how quickly that happens. And um, Mara also mentioned that she would do quick enmeshments. I just wanted to add that for adult children of alcoholics, of which I am one, a lot of times the exact opposite is true. Um, I know for me and for a couple of other friends, we've talked a lot about how we want the exact opposite. We do not want to get 
involved with people. We don't want to get in these relationships because we don't want to lose ourselves, as we've seen our parents do, um, especially the parent that's not an alcoholic, but lives with the alcoholism. Um, and so it's the, it's the, that flip side of intimacy is then I don't want to get that close to somebody because I don't want to lose myself. And y'all were talking about losing yourself in a relationship and how it becomes a thing. But um, a lot of times for me, it was hard to even say, like, oh, I really care about this person. I really like this person or anything like that because it was like, because then what happens to me if it doesn't work? And that that lack of closeness and that unwillingness to share part of myself is also the other the flip side of intimacy. And I would not, like you were just saying, um, you would just open up and tell people, like, I would never. I just would never, ever give anybody that much of myself. So it's just an interesting thing to think about um, people who grow up with alcoholism and how that can be different for them. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hey, Spencer. This is Akila again. Um, calling about intimacy. I was, I just finished listening to the entire intimacy talk. Um, and I just wanted to add a couple things. One, I thought it was interesting you said that it's hard for you to share because you don't want to be judged like that's your real fear. And for me, my real fear I learned is being abandoned. So I said I don't like being hurt, but I also don't want to be left or um, felt as if I don't matter by someone and taking what I have given them and um, just going away, which is something that has happened to me. The other thing that I thought was not to tell my mother's story, but I know when she we talked before about how she doesn't trust my dad completely. I think I mentioned that he is uh, he was a primary alcoholic. That she said part of what was hard for her was hard for her is that there were times she told him things and then he threw them in her face or he threw them back at her. And so he's not, we were talking about being emotionally safe, it's not safe for her to tell him everything because she always has, she always thinks, you know, of the times he violated her trust before by throwing things that she told him in her face. Um, I think that's it. Thank you so much for the talk. And, and I just wanted to add to uh, Mara at the end mentioned that self-care was hard for her. I just wanted to let, I just wanted to share that self-care is hard for me too. It's the hardest thing I do in programs. I do have to do routines and it's something I've really been working on. I'm getting better on it, better at it day by day. And for me, it was deprivation, also punishment. Like I just felt like, um, I always had to be doing more, so it's hard for me to sort of stop and say, you've done enough, which is a whole different topic, I'm sure. Um, feeling that feeling of not being enough would be good enough. So thanks again for your service to you, and thanks to you and Laura both for sharing. And I will probably be calling back when I listen to the rest of the program. So, bye. Hey, Spencer, it's Akila again. I knew I forgot something. I'm still calling about intimacy. Um, you asked at the end, what do you do now to foster your relationships or to rebuild trust in relationships? One of the things that I started doing, um, you gave the example of seeing someone you know on the street and they say, how are you? And you're like, I'm good or fine, you know, fine. Um, and so one of the things that I try to do when, again, when I'm talking to people I care about is if they ask me how I'm doing, I try to be honest. So if I'm having a rough day, if things aren't quite that great, I will share that, um, and, I, and I'll say, and my inclination is always to say everything's okay, and I found myself, like, I was texting with a friend, and she's like, how are things? And I was like, 
everything's good, but then I had to say nope. And before I sent it, I backspace and said, I have to be honest because if this is the person I call for, I need to be able to give her more. And then when I did, she she gave back to me. She said, you know, here are some of the things that are going on with me. And we had both started in that state. Everything's wonderful place, you know. Um, I think I think that is it this time. I'm pretty sure. Okay, bye. Thank you, Akila. Um, I'm always uh, honored that uh, you have so much to say and and real uh, insights and into you know how what we had to say in the episode affected you and and ways in which you're growing. And I can see that in in your responses. Um, Ruth, you have anything uh, to say to Akila? Yeah. For me, Akila, it's very uh, difficult to, to understand you because I'm not a native speaker and I'm very sensitive if uh, the sound is uh, not good. And uh, sometimes I, I get little bits, but then trying to understand, I got lost. And I would really like to encourage you to, to considering being a co-host like I. So I got to listen and understand more of what you are saying. I would really looking forward to it. Well, thanks, thanks for that, Ruth. And actually, um, Akila emailed me this week and said that she would uh, she would be happy to be a co-host. So I think I will be calling on her for um, an upcoming episode. And mm-hmm. Akila, if you have any of those upcoming topics that you'd particularly like to uh, co-host about, let me know. And if anybody else would like to co-host for any of the upcoming topics, let me know. And and I know I've said this before that. Uh, um, you know, people have offered, and I am not the most um, organized person. Uh, and so you might have offered, and I might have said, yeah, wonderful idea. And now I don't remember that you did. So um, if you did that in the past and I haven't responded or haven't, um, you know, contacted you recently about it, uh, mm-hmm. please, please do it again because um, I'm not blowing you off. I'm not saying by my silence that I don't want you to be a co-host. It's just my stupid lack of organization and memory. That is the I problem I can give here. you uh, people <laughs> who are listening a tip. Just prepare something. Uh, find a reading, find music, and uh, then send it to Spencer, and then he's very happy to say you're doing it. And I committed myself so to tradition, so those are mine this year. <laughs> But I think any other um, uh, yeah, topic, just getting active and uh, it is like with all uh, services in, in Alanon too, it is more your own when you are participating. Thank you. Yes. Um, so Ruth, um, we had a couple of views on iTunes recently. Yes, we had. So first is saying 12 step in the right direction, five stars. As an Alanon member that can't make it to meetings as often as I like to because of work, this podcast had been a great blessing in my life. Spencer is a great speaker and holds my attention through the show. Since finding the show, by happenstance, one day it became on that I started listening from start to finish. As an avid podcaster, podcast listener, I found on multiple occasions podcast podcaster will slowly wear out and diminish in quality and or stop altogether. 
this is not one of those podcasts. The audio quality alone has increased every time I listen to the next show. That means a lot to me because I would part, uh, partake in many Al-Anon phone meetings and the audio quality of those can be hard to handle sometimes. Spencer, I truly appreciate everything that you do here. It has brought peace to me in more ways than you will ever know. This show has given me more strength and hope than ever before. Thank you so much for your service. Big letters. Yeah. It's really made uh, it's really made a difference. And for God's sake, please keep coming back. And um, thank you for writing in, and yeah. and you are expressing uh, my my thoughts too. I would say mm. because, yeah, for me, sound quality is uh, also yeah important and other quality too, of course. Uh, so the next one is thank you five stars. I'm new to Alanon and just wanted to say thank you. I really enjoy listening to the recovery show via podcast. I've already learned a great deal. Spencer is a wonderful speaker. And I can underline that too. <laughs> well, I I really appreciate those words of support. Um, I, I know there are times, and I've said this before, when I feel like I got done with a, an episode and, and really was not happy about what I had said or whatever. And then, mm. you know, somebody writes in and says, Oh, that was exactly what I needed to hear. And, I, and that just, it, it, it means so much. It really does. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sharing that feeling with you and I always feel a little bit odd uh, because of my accent. And, uh, but for me, why I could, how we say jump over my shadow is because this show is so important for me and I I wanted to go on and I hope and what I do supports this. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Mm-hmm. iTunes reviews and ratings help to make us easier to find by those in need who are seeking recovery. If you're concerned about anonymity, you can give us a rating without writing a review and your identity will not be shown. And I I think that, you know, as our first uh, reviewer here said, uh, finding the show by happenstance one day. Um, Mm. And, you know, I don't know if that means like sort of just browsing through iTunes or exactly what, but that that is a way that that people find the show. And if we can um, just you know, keep ourselves near the top of the list. Uh, when people are looking for recovery, uh, more people will find us by happenstance uh, who, you know, need to hear, need the message that, that we're giving. And, um, yeah, it, 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 I, I have a lot of, I get a lot of humility from, from these reviews. <laughs> like, uh, I, I often feel like, wow, I don't reserve, I don't, I don't deserve these words, but, I take them as your truth um, that and and I don't mean to lessen them in any way. It's just um, sort of my uh, my personal feeling about how I feel when people compliment me that uh, is is saying that it and it's I, I know it's your truth and thank you so much for that. It doesn't cost you anything to listen to the recovery show. 
We do have expenses. They run about $60 a month. You can help support us and keep us on the web and in your ear. We have a donation button on the website where you can support us directly. If you're in the U.S., you can also support us by shopping at Amazon. We have put together a list of recovery-related books. Click on the books link at the top of the page. If you order one of these books from Amazon through our website, we receive a small commission. In fact, anything you order from Amazon, after clicking on one of the links or on the uh, Donate by Shopping link that's on every page on the website, uh, it will help us. It costs you nothing extra and helps to keep us on the air. Or, I don't know if it's the air exactly, but thank you for your support in whatever form you give it, including just listening to us. We are here for you. Um, our last song selection is Controversy by Prince, which you can listen to at therecoveryshow.com. Um, it's a webpage. And uh, Prince is one of my favorite artist era. I really like his uh, music and his songs. And for this podcast, I found the one which is called Controversy. And I read only some words from the lyrics, uh, but I think one have to hear the, the whole song and the whole text. And um, yeah, it says, uh, listen, people call me rude. I wish we were all nude. I wish there was no black and white. I wish there were no rules. Controversy, controversy. And um, I think the, the whole song uh, gives me the impression that he has fun uh, uh, with controversy, which is for me meant uh, like variety and therefore some, yeah, controversy. Mm -hmm. And I think if, if you're listening to the song, uh, you may understand what, uh, yeah, what I mean. Thank you for listening and please coming back. Whatever your problems, there are those among us who have had them too. If you did not talk about a problem you are facing today, feel free to contact us so we can talk about it in a future episode. May understanding, love and peace grow in you one day at a time.